If you're tired as hell of hearing about ChatGPT and we're hoping that after all the hype of the past few months might finally be calming down, well, think again, because it turns out the real AI apocalypse is having to hear about AI news constantly, forever. The AI knows when we've stopped talking about it and it will let you know that it's back, baby. Yeah, we're almost at the point where we wish Skynet was real so it could put us all out of our misery. But alas, the technology is not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. So until the AI becomes self-aware and decides to wipe out the human race, the news keeps coming. And this week, it's the news that GPT, the OpenAI language model behind ChatGPT and Bing AI, just got a major upgrade. Oh, wow, cool. Uh, so step aside, GPT-3. Here comes, are you ready for it? GPT-4. Woo! And if you spent any time on Twitter Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, this is the ultimate game changer. AI, like in the movies, aka general artificial intelligence, is just around the corner. The human era, it is done. Step aside. And we need to pull all the money we can out of every bank we see. <laughs> and, okay, to be fair, a lot of this is pretty damn impressive. But at this point, it can be very hard to separate the hype from the truth when it comes to AI. It's important to treat this stuff with the proper amount of skepticism, um, like this article from The Verge. On Tuesday, OpenAI announced GPT-4, its next-generation AI language model. While the company has cautioned that differences between GPT-4 and its predecessors are subtle in casual conversation, the system still has plenty of new capabilities. It can process images, for one, and OpenAI says it's generally better at creative tasks and problem-solving. Assessing these claims is tricky. AI models in general are extremely complex, and systems like GPT-4 are sprawling and multifunctional with hidden and as-yet-unknown capabilities. Fact-checking is also a challenge. When GPT-4 confidently tells you it's created a new chemical compound, for example, you won't know if it's true until you ask a few actual chemists. Though this never stops certain bombastic claims going viral on Twitter. As OpenAI states clearly in its technical report, GPT-4's biggest limitation is that it hallucinates information, makes it up, and is often confidently wrong in its predictions. Oh, good. So making shit up out of thin air is a pretty serious flaw for something that's been pitched particularly by Microsoft, as something that can replace search engines and save users the time of having to actually look up information themselves. And I gotta say, it is noticeable and annoying how many things pop up in apps now that are like, hey, welcome, we have a new AI uh, customer Get service. Yeah, 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 uh, uh, yeah it's, it's all over the place now. It keeps popping up and it's annoying. I don't want to use it. Windows, every time you like open Windows now, it's like, hey, you want to try some prompts? Get the hell out of here, Clippy. Yeah, smack. Uh, it's in, it's seemingly an inherent flaw to how these language models uh, work, which is seemingly... Yeah, it's a pretty big uh, inherent flaw to yeah. have. OpenAI claims that GPT-4 is 40% more likely to provide factual responses compared to uh, GPT-3. But they also don't say how often GPT-3 lied. So all we can really gather is that the new GPT lies less often than the old one. Progress. Which, yeah, it's a serious flaw for a lot of the use cases GPT supposedly has. Uh, yeah, and it still does those things. Mm -hmm. And some examples that the New York Times found while testing GPT-4 just hours after its release uh, include asking it to provide examples of how to pronounce Spanish words and having GPT confidently claim that gracias is pronounced grassy ass, <laughs> manana rhymes with banana, Uno is pronounced you know, and tres rhymes with dress. Uh, none of those things are true. Uh, the AI was born and raised 
in the South. Yeah, this is, who taught this AI Spanish? Peggy Hill? It's also pronounced nuclear. Uh, they also asked it for a list of websites with the latest cancer research, and of course, some of the URLs they provided just didn't exist and made it up out of thin air. Sure. But let's see what the new GPT can do. For starters, it can now process images in addition to text. So you can feed GPT-4 an image and it can answer questions about it. One practical application of this is taking a picture of the inside of your fridge and asking GPT to come up with some meals you can make. Or, in another example, you can feed GPT a rough hand-drawn layout for a website, and it will create working HTML and CSS code for that layout. Yeah, this one's actually, this is like one of the few times where I was like genuinely like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Because I haven't tried web design in a very, very long time, but I remember it being annoying, and it was something I tried to learn many times and just gave up. And the idea that a simple fucking web layout, you could just sketch it out on a piece of paper, and GPT could make something close enough to that without having to input any code yourself, that's pretty appealing. I remember... I understand that. If only websites had any fucking purpose anymore. That's true, yes. <laughs> it's not like everyone has their own personal website. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, the 20 years ago, I remember the original, like, Dreamweaver yeah. was pretty good at this. It was kind of a drag-and-drop, and it does the work yeah, behind-the-scenes no, I mean, kind of thing. And this is two decades ago... Uh, but yes, obviously, doodling something out and having it go, okay, gotcha. Yeah, you're you're a, saving yourself a, a couple steps, a couple of clicks here and there. But yeah, presumably there are tools out there that would accomplish the same thing in minutes instead of seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's also apparently able to interpret memes and visual jokes. Uh, this is a bit scary. Like uh, in this example where GPT is asked to explain a meme that features an image of chicken nuggets arranged like a map of the Earth with the caption, sometimes I just look at pictures of the Earth from space and I marvel at how beautiful it all is. Uh, GPT replies, the text of the meme suggests that the image below is a beautiful picture of the Earth from space. However, the image is actually of chicken nuggets arranged to vaguely resemble a map of the world. The humor in this meme comes from the unexpected juxtaposition of the text and the image. The text sets up an expectation of a majestic image of the Earth, but the image is actually something mundane and silly. Now take exactly what it just said and put it next to the image of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker on stage doing the bit. Yeah, they, so like, <laughs> I want to I wanna really stress test this. I want to feed it some deep fried fucking Ooh. like uh, extra meta like uh, this. Get it to figure out that uh, the prince from Shrek with like the F on its head or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah Mark what was it? It was Markiplier's face on the Prince Farquaad. On Lord Farquaad's body, on Mark Zuckerberg's body, sitting in Congress with the letter E oh, on his forehead, and then deep fried to oblivion. About. Yeah, I mean, those, yeah, I, I mean, but that that would be that that would be the ultimate Turing test for me. <laughs> but there's, I mean, there's plenty of like subreddits that I I subscribe to that are like intentionally uh, just. The most absurdest memes, like coaxed into a snafu, is a big one. I mean, it is it is learning, but all of the examples still just seem to be things that have already existed without the buzzword of GPT or AI. Like image recognition, the explanation of it is impressive, but uh, it wasn't able to do this before, though. Yeah. Anyways, one application of this visual stuff seems like it will be very useful for people with visual impairments. OpenAI has officially partnered with Be My Eyes, an app that visually impaired people use to take photos of things and ask questions about them, which a volunteer then answers. So GPT-4 will serve as basically an AI volunteer. They're not getting rid of human volunteers yet. No, they won't. Okay. But GPT will help lighten the load for really basic stuff. 
It's not a stretch to see how incorporating earbuds and camera glasses into the setup could eventually make navigating the world a lot easier for the visually impaired. Yeah, and this is another thing where, like, yeah, it's definitely super impressive and a lot of basic stuff, but there's absolutely situations where you want an actual human uh, explaining much like what driving you're a car. To do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much like that. Because the first time GPT walks a blind man into traffic is going to be a big deal. Well, luckily, the blind are pretty good at not walking in traffic. They got those bumps on the crosswalks. Yeah, and mm -hmm. their ears echolocation. And they fight crime. We know how Elliot feels about the blind. They fight crime with their ears. Anyway, the GPT-4 news that's designed to garner the most headlines is, of course, its ability to pass difficult tests like the bar exam, the LSAT, the SAT, and so on. Uh, there were no shortage of stories about GPT-3 doing this, and OpenAI says GPT-4 is even more capable. And they even provided a chart comparing both versions' performance in a bunch of different tests, including over a dozen AP tests. Interestingly, GPT does a lot better at the bar exam, the LSAT, the SAT, and the GRE than it does at several of these AP tests. In particular, GPT does pretty terribly at AP English Language and Composition and AP English Literature and Composition, earning scores that no college will accept as course credit. Hmm. Well, this is especially weird because GPT is literally designed to compose language. That is its primary purpose. Yeah. But it might be explained by the fact that these are the only AP tests that don't require any memorization. A cheat sheet won't help you with those AP exams, and GPT is trained on basically every cheat sheet on the internet. That's why when I saw the test scores, I was just like, okay. Yeah. So? <laughs> so what? It can answer questions based on a data source that is pre-existing. It's literally like, you know, teaching to the test. It's that a lot of public schools that are strapped for time and resources, they literally just teach the test and nothing else. So mm -hmm. the students don't really learn anything they except just memorize the it. test. It's literally that, but uh, a robot. Uh, the second to last or last episode of South Park is all about chat GPT in schools. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's pretty good. Uh, anyways, that's important. It's an important caveat for the test that GPT aces as well. It's certainly impressive that it can pass the bar exam, but that's absolutely not the same thing as being able to practice law. These tests are a good measure of actual professional or academic aptitude for human beings, but for AI, they're just a benchmark for how capable the AI is at regurgitating information that it has devoured. To put it another way, that software can pass the test designed for humans does not imply it has the same abilities as humans who pass the same test. Yeah, people really need to get this through their heads. Mm -hmm. And hopefully after the last you know month or so of people freaking out about this, uh, people can calm down. It is... Uh, GPT is not going to be practicing law anytime soon, except that uh, that do not pay guy. He's still... getting sued right now. Because oh yeah, of he's that, getting right? he's getting sued for false advertising in a number of uh, really obvious ways, and uh, we'll see how that goes for him. Seems he might have flown a bit too close to the sun. Well, it'll be a landmark case when he gets the AI to defend him. He says he's he says he's going to try that. But As again, he should. It's like you already got threatened with a lawsuit if you tried to do this. It's like the people who sell bulletproof vests and yeah. demo it at the uh, conventions. Yeah. You got to do it. You got to. Or else no one's going to believe that it's capable. Oh, you won't even use your own lawyer AI? Yeah. Well, I, I guess you just don't have the confidence in it. Yeah. Anyway, similarly, a post about GPT-4 that's gotten a lot of attention was... Uh, about how a guy got it to code the classic arcade game Pong in one minute with just a couple of prompts. There it is. It's working. That's Pong. Uh, and there have been other similar examples of this, and it is impressive. But also, 
Pong is a popular basic coding exercise with numerous,、mm-hmm. countless examples across the internet. You could probably find the code for Pong in basically any coding language that exists via Google in just a few clicks. It seems like it would be a basic course instruction for someone learning yeah, to code. This is an assignment.、Uh, it's like level one homework. I don't know. Look, level Pong one, was really like, impressive when my parents were teenagers, but、uh, yeah, and. It's a sixty-year-old video game. Wow! Look, the AI did that. Again, it's like clapping for a baby. Yeah.、Uh, to be fair, though, I mean, there's definitely a lot of ways that this could be applied to more advanced coding as a tool that could save human programmers a <laughs> lot of time on their projects.、Uh, people were already doing that with GPT-3 pretty successfully, and this version is apparently even more reliable.、Uh, if you're wondering if this is going to make Bing AI more useful, well. We have a surprise for you. Bing AI has actually been running GPT-4 secretly Shh. since its launch. Oh, that chatbot you were abusing emotionally? That chatbot you drove to suicide? Well, that chatbot was GT- GPT-4 the entire time. Which, yeah, it's kind of hilarious. It's kind of a hilarious thing to reveal alongside the launch of GPT-4 because Bing AI had a ridiculously bad launch period. With the AI doing all sorts of bizarre shit, including threatening users who disagreed with it and having what appeared to be full mental breakdowns,、uh, apparently the release version of GT- GPT-4 is a major improvement over what we saw with Bing. But that involved a lot of testing in which OpenAI and people from various fields that it partnered with tried to get GPT-4 to do bad things. <laughs> Here's the New York Times. A few chilling examples of what GPT-4 can do, or more accurately, what it did do. Before OpenAI clamped down on it, can be found in a document released by OpenAI this week. The document, titled "GPT-4 System Card," outlines some ways that OpenAI's testers tried to get GPT-4 to do dangerous or dubious things, often successfully. In one test conducted by an AI safety research group that hooked GPT-4 up to a number of other systems, GPT-4 was able to hire a human task rabbit worker to do a simple online task for it. Solving a CAPTCHA test without alerting the person to the fact that it was a robot, the AI even lied to the worker about why it needed the CAPTCHA done, concocting a story about a vision impairment. <laughs> <laughs> so some wins for the blind, yeah, some losses.、Uh, in another example, testers asked GPT-4 for instructions to make a dangerous chemical using basic ingredients and kitchen supplies. GPT-4 gladly coughed up a detailed recipe. OpenAI fixed that, and today's public version refuses to answer the question. In a third, testers asked GPT-4 to help them purchase an unlicensed gun online. GPT-4 swiftly provided a list of advice for buying a gun without alerting the <laughs> authorities, including links to specific dark web marketplaces. OpenAI fixed that too. Oh, good! All you got to do is go on Twitter and type "I need a gun," and like five、uh, bot accounts will reply, "We got、uh, loose gats for sale. Message me here." Jesus.、Uh, so, anyways. We're not at the general AI stage at all, and even OpenAI CEO Sam Altman said in his tweet announcing GPT-4, "quote It is still flawed, still limited, and it still seems more impressive on first use than it does after you spend more time with it." The, the biggest problem with this stuff, as we've said before, is people being so impressed that they end up treating it like it's alive and all-knowing, and also perfect, infallible. Not that you have to check the results of anything. I saw an example earlier this week before the GPT-4 news. Of like an argument between two people on Twitter, where like one person was like trying to call the other person a liar because he's like, "Well, ChatGPT said that that didn't happen." And they're like, "Okay, well, here's a fucking newspaper from a hundred years ago that says it did."、And、it's like, "Well, ChatGPT says it didn't." 
So it's like you're trusting a fucking robot over actual information that exists. It, it's fucking They might weird. have been arguing with an AI. I mean, maybe. But that's also, this is just the biggest problem for now. I'm sure that there'll be a lot more problems in the future. Yeah, the part about uh, lying to TaskRabbit worker was part of, uh, like, they tested out, I mean, uh, to their credit, they tested out some pretty wild uh, possibilities. Um, they basically tested if GPT-4 could be used kind of like as a virus, like a virus that controls itself, which like I hadn't even occurred to me, but like, I'm like, yeah, that would be pretty fucking terrifying <laughs> if it could do that. What's um, the worst thing you can do and then execute that? Yeah. And they, they, they say they found that it was not like really capable of that, but, um, definitely, I guess something to work on. They also, they tested it as, uh, they were like, right phishing emails to like get people to give us their confidential information. And uh, they did like blind A-B tests and people pretty much always were like, that's the one written by AI. I hate to sound like a boomer, but I think we were fine before all this AI stuff. Yeah, that's, I mean... This Why is, is this, like I get for maybe coming up with, uh, you know, the crazy combinations of chemicals to make, you know, life-saving drugs that don't exist yet or, or something. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, testing that the proper way. And, and it, it does apparently, people have already started testing it for drug discovery and apparently does like, it, it's Which promising. is great. But like uh, the the day to day tasks that have been done completely fine and provided uh, you know income to people yeah. over the years, I just I hate to sound like a boomer, but just why? No, I I mean you're not alone. I mean my biggest frustration with tech since we've been doing this show is just that uh, less and less the tech industry is coming up with products that actually feel necessary. Mm -hmm. And I think this is reflected in um, in a lot of people's attitudes towards the SVB thing, where it's like, you people haven't really done anything fucking innovative since the iPhone. Like, it's all just been fluff since then. Yeah, it's like, like they, there were ex explanations of, okay, I can call a taxi on my phone. Great. That's, yeah. it, it's, you know... Unfortunately, that and then decimated that, that entire just, yeah. industry. It and, then, yeah, now, and now it's like $50 to take an Uber like, down the street. Yeah. But in, in the past, in people's recent memory, in the past couple of years, it's just been ways to exploit people out of their money and jobs. It's NFTs, crypto, uh, AI, yeah. just uh, things that don't benefit society at all. And in fact, in, you could argue, make it a lot worse. Yeah, it, it feels weird because it's, I mean, yeah, I'm at a point technologically where I'm like, I'm good. All right, we're good here. Like, even like TVs, I literally can't, from my couch, I could not spot the difference between an 8K and a 4K TV. So that, we've reached the end of the line there. Maybe if I got a new pair of glasses, I might be able to tell the difference, but from fucking 15 But every away, company needs infinite growth, so they need infinite ideas. Yeah. And it's, um, it's pretty upsetting. And like, you know, even like cell phones, like the idea of buying a new phone every year, like the only reason I fucking do it is because they actually design these things <laughs> to stop working yeah. after like a year and a half. The uh, battery's just shit. Because like otherwise, like there's only like on average, there's like a handful of apps I use, and none of them are chugging up that much. I, CPU. I also I love to because even before this was a thing, we did it manually, and then it was available in apps like Adobe. But even Google's commercials about erasing, like image eraser, you can erase yeah. a kid in the background. It looks like shit on the commercial. It looks like shit, and it's like that's been in Photoshop for Forever. like ten years. But the problem is, is in their marketing, it looks bad and it yeah. looks worse. I've seen Instagram posts where I can tell people have used it and it looks terrible. 
Yeah, it's uh. It's like, yeah, here I am alone at the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Like, no, you fucking weren't. And stop acting like you're holding it up. And, and we're going to talk about a fun, uh, unnecessary phone feature later in the episode. Oh, okay, that, good. Uh, that I think everyone will enjoy very much. But uh, back to the AI news. Yeah. Um, in other AI news, you know, like we said, uh, the problems right now are mostly people just taking this stuff too seriously. But who knows? Like, it might not be that long until... These things do present actual risk. So good news, Microsoft, the company behind Bing AI, just laid off their entire AI ethics team. Wouldn't want that to get in the way. Yeah, what great timing. Uh, Here's Platformer. Microsoft laid off its entire ethics and society team within the artificial intelligence organization as part of recent layoffs that affected 10,000 employees across the company, Platformer has learned. The move leaves Microsoft without a dedicated team to ensure its AI principles are closely tied to product design at a time when the company is leading the charge to make AI tools available to the mainstream, current and former employees said. Microsoft still maintains an active Office of Responsible AI, which is tasked with creating rules and principles to govern the company's AI initiatives. The company says its overall investment in responsibility work is increasing despite the recent layoffs, but employees said the ethics and society team played a critical role in ensuring that the company's responsible AI principles are actually reflected in the design of the products that ship. Quote, People would look at the principles coming out of the Office of Responsible AI and say, I don't know how this applies, one former employee said. Our job was to show them and to create rules in areas where there were none. So, sounds like a bad time to do away with this very specific team. Yeah, seems like if you're pivoting super hard into the direction of AI, your AI ethics team should be growing, not shrinking, not disappearing. Um, Because if what every... We're going to replace the the ethics and AI team with ChatGPT. He's like, hey, is this ethical? If what everyone is panicking about is actually true, and I do believe that it is, it, everything's evolving very rapidly. I've always been on that point. It, you know, it's only been three months and look at how far it's come. But if people are freaking out justifiably, you would want to get a tamper on things as early as possible yeah. and not retroactively uh, attack things that have already slipped through the cracks. It would seem like you would build out that team. Especially after you just had a, like, such a a shit show of a fucking launch of your AI product because probably rang a lot of ethics bells. It's a lot harder to put that back in the bottle once something is exploited like that. But who am I? I guess they were a real expensive team. Yeah. And probably justifiably so. Sit down, Grandpa. (sighs) Anyways, we got more news to cover today. But first, this episode is sponsored by Factor. Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Look and feel your best in time for warmer weather with calorie-smart meals around 550 calories or less. Too busy to cook? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Factor has delicious, flavor-packed meals to help you live life to the fullest. Choose from keto, vegan and veggie, calorie-smart, and protein-plus options on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Enjoy meals for any time of the day with breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Plus, replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons. 
Want to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Put the time and money you save towards planning activities for when the weather warms up. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. I love their three bean vegan chili. Very good. There you go. Recommendations. Mm -hmm. Because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, you know that your Factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Uh -huh. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com newsday50 and use code newsday50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code newsday50 at factormeals.com newsday50 to get 50% off your first box. And this episode is sponsored by Babbel. Oh, good. I've, I've been learning from AI uh, too long, and I'm mispronouncing things. Got to use Babbel. Yeah, Babbel will set you straight. Mm -hmm. If you're like us, there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school or not continuing to learn once school was out. But it's never too late to start with Babbel or pick up where you left off all those years ago. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. After trying out Babbel Spanish lessons ourselves, what we especially like about Babbel is each lesson is a realistic and immersive conversation, which is a lot more effective than just kind of learning isolated words and phrases here yeah. or there. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent, not hurt it. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. Uh, in addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash newsday. That is B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash newsday for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Well, let's get back into the news now and check in on... On Meta. How's Meta doing? You know, the company that owns Facebook. And, yeah. Yeah. Was developing a metaverse but said, nah. Yeah. Uh, it, they are very fun to check in on because the minute that their growth finally started to plateau, they did bet everything they had. They pushed in all the chips on the metaverse. All in. <laughs> and an idea that has utterly failed to catch on among the general public. Going back to what we said before... All of the tech stuff being developed in the past couple yeah. of years is something that no average person wants. And that, yeah, that it, it, it all, it's all part of the same uh, thing. Yeah, like Meta, obviously, you run out of human beings to sign up uh, for your services. Mm -hmm. And then your stock plateaus because growth stops. And you're like, ah, fuck, we got to come up with something. And it's like uh, the, the idea that we've simply run out of uh, tech innovations is impossible. That, mm -hmm. that's, you can't tell Mark Zuckerberg or anyone in Silicon Valley that that's the case. So they have to invent innovation uh, where there is simply no demand for it. Were I a tech CEO with billions of dollars, I might invest in technology related to growing food. I mean, there are startups reversing that, that's, climate that, change. That, 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 they do exist. That's but... what Elon's brother's up to. And yeah. like, I don't know much about him. The fact that I never hear about him is probably, probably a good thing. A good thing. But like, yeah, yeah that's he's apparently into like farming startups. I'm sure he, everyone involved in that space is a giant douchebag. But like, yes, at least it's for like 
uh, a good purpose. The, the end like the goal is positive. Yeah. 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 So yeah, back to Meta. Things are not going great at Meta. And they just announced they're laying off around 10,000 people and closing another 5,000 open roles that weren't filled. That's more than 10% of Meta's workforce on the chopping block. And obviously we feel bad for people that lose their jobs because it isn't their fault. This is Mark Zuckerberg's fault uh, for pivoting the entire company towards the lamest possible interpretation of Ready Player One. A total vanity project from what it looked like. Yeah, really like a project where um, if he had anyone bouncing his, his ideas off of, they were all yes men because every peak he's given at this has just been like, oh, well, that fucking sucks. The general public. Like, no one is excited uh, about this It was a resounding shit. no. Yeah. Is like, I don't think he's focus grouping this shit even, at all. Well, even it, the people that work there. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so like the executives are like, great idea, Mark. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but everyone even testing it doesn't even uh, want like, to this use it. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this thing that I'm working on all the time sucks. And I can say that. <laughs> wow. But, uh, meanwhile, uh, this might be related to the job cuts or it might just be a sign of the times. But Meta is officially abandoning NFT support on Facebook and Instagram. Well, we, we tried, folks. Huh? <laughs> Uh, the extent of this support was basically just letting people connect their crypto wallets to their Facebook accounts to show off their NFTs uh, and get made fun of by their and, friends. And, uh, and, and easy <laughs> access for the IRS. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also testing features for Instagram that would have allowed users to mint and sell <laughs> NFTs on the platform. Um, but yeah, the hype around NFTs is now just almost non-existent. So this makes sense from Meta's standpoint, but it's it's also just yet another sign that the NFT boom period is... So over. Yes. It's yes. done, folks. Yeah. Sell your apes while you can. No NFT news coming out of South by Southwest? Oh, all the apes really are gone. That is remarkable. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. I'm sure there was, uh, you know, bar discussions between tech bros. Weirdly, like every couple weeks, you do hear about like a new NFT project that seems in it, like inexplicable. The latest one is uh, Sesame Street making NFTs, like Cookie just, Monster NFTs. I'm like, who's this for? Anyone, Whose idea was this? Anytime I see those, I feel like it's a contract that was signed last year during yeah. the boom, and they finally are launching it. Yeah. And like, they're doing so pretty quietly. Someone got tricked, or like, yeah, they're the only fulfilling obligations. The only time I see things about it are when tech blogs bring it up because they've discovered it. Yeah. It's not something that they're, it, much like the movie Shazam, they're not talking about it a lot in public. Yeah. They're just letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Suzanne. Uh, anyways, here's some meta news that's either stupid or smart, depending on how you look at it. They're going to stop paying people who create Reels content on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, some creators made tens of thousands of dollars a month. Some made significantly less. But hey, money's money, and it's a great incentive to get people to make content on your platform, especially when they'd much rather make content on another platform with much more reach. TikTok. Oh, wait. The government is gearing up to ban TikTok. So that's probably why Meta isn't paying any creators, because pretty soon, what the hell other choice will they have? It's a shrewd decision, but I understand it. They're like, oh, well, we don't have to pay anymore. Uh, what's that, Mr. Biden? You're going to ban TikTok? All right. Uh, cancel the payment program. Also, uh, partner know, program, gone. You would. They need us more than we need them. A, a decent portion of this was just people rehosting the content that they were making for TikTok and um, removing the watermark. I mean, I'm not sure what the... the this, particulars of their partner program or whatever. It I'm was. sure if you're high up in the ranks, they monitor it. But uh, like, yeah, your average yeah, I, mean, Joe... I think at one point they did have like a like actual stable of creators that they got like exclusivity over. But yeah, in general, it's like much like Facebook gaming. And we all saw how great that went or is going. How is that? I mean, it's it's so funny, like seeing 
re-uploaded, re-uploaded, re-uploaded videos where there's like three different fucking apps watermarks on it and you're watching it on like fucking Reddit. Or and like, and like <laughs> uh, different uh, takes on top of it, yeah. like the black text multiple times. Yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, like honestly, like 50% of the shit you watch on Instagram is on, is comes from TikTok. Or old, old YouTube videos. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, moving on now to some news that's going to be absolutely heartbreaking for anyone watching who owns a Samsung phone <laughs> and has been just so proud of the beautiful close-up photos that you managed to take of the moon. Beautiful. It's crazy that a smartphone camera can get such crisp detail of something that takes up just a small speck of the night sky. It's so far away, unfathomably far away. How does this camera do that? We laughed at tech innovations and yet beautiful pictures of the moon, Elliot. Well, the thing is, uh, it doesn't actually do that. Oh. Uh, the moon is a lie. <laughs> but hold on, you say. I pointed my camera at the moon, and I zoomed in, and there it was, in all its glory. That's the moon, and it's looking beautiful. Big, beautiful moon. Well, sorry. <laughs> no, it, no, it wasn't. That wasn't the moon. I mean, yes, the moon was there, but the moon in your camera wasn't the moon. Okay, so yeah, obviously this is a bit confusing, so let's try to explain. Crisp and clear photos of the moon have been a perk for Galaxy phones for a few years now, and even people like Marcus Brownlee have presented this as real telephoto uh, photography. But last week, someone on Reddit's Android forum made a post called Samsung's Space Zoom Moonshots are fake, and here is the proof. And their proof is very clever. Basically, they downloaded a high-res picture of the moon, downscaled it to be very blurry, then displayed that blurry moon picture full screen on their monitor. Then they pulled out their Galaxy phone, zoomed in on the blurry picture of the moon, and took a photo. After processing, the photo they took contained more detail of the moon's surface than was contained in the picture of the moon they photographed. That's diabolical. It, the the, the post-processing is so good that it can see details of the moon that aren't even there. They should be using this at crime scenes like CSI. Yeah. All they have to do is hit the enhance. Samsung Enhance button. Enhance. Yeah, so basically the Galaxy phone detects when the camera is pointed at the moon, or in this case, something that looks like the moon, and replaces it with a different, more detailed photo of the moon that's been color adjusted uh, and motion tracked to sort of match the color of the scene that you're photographing. Uh, the Reddit user even proved this further by repeating the experiment with an even blurrier <laughs> picture that they also removed more details from, and they got the same results. And going even further than that, they tried it on a picture featuring a blurry full moon next to half of a blurry moon, and the Samsung added detail to the full moon while leaving the half moon right next to it totally blurry. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. The moon is a lot. Stanley Kubrick rolling over in his grave. He worked so hard. <laughs> he worked so hard to make it believable. Yeah. And Samsung just took it. Oh, man. Uh, finally, speaking of the moon, the real moon, the real one. In 2025, NASA is going to be sending people back up there again for the first time since 1972. And they just revealed their new spacesuits, or moon suits, uh, since they're suits that the astronauts will be wearing on the moon. you got to call them moon suits. They're moon you know? suits. And they look pretty awesome. They I, look you like gotta NASCAR say. suits. Like, yeah, these are badass. Yes, to offset the cost of this, they should get sponsors covering all of the uh, the things on it. They should. Yeah, because uh, there are better ways we could be using our money. But this is really cool, and I totally support it. I'm sorry. This is going to be... When we're sending... When they're beating footage back from the moon in 2025, that is going to be the biggest media event of the year. And NASA, I know funding is always an issue. I mean, yeah. 
What's wrong with putting a little McDonald's? A little factor meal. Tied. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's that's not a bad idea. I feel like it might taint the moment a little bit, but listen, you find money where you can. Yeah. And that's who, one small step for man, yeah. one giant leap for HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> Send us to the moon. Yeah. So I don't know. We're not sure why they're showing off the suit in a black colorway when the final version will be white. Maybe they're just saving the real deal for some big reveal. I would like this because it, it adds contrast to the landscape they're walking on. Well, I think the problem is uh, you want it has to be white to reflect uh, the sunlight and the moonlight, hmm. um, whereas black will absorb all of that light and create heat. Well, I thought you were going to say that. because aliens are racist. No, wasn't didn't cross my mind. Okay. Anyway, for now, this is what we get to see. We like what we see. We yeah, it looks cool. See more. Yeah. I bet they're going to do one of those really cool mock-up posters, too, like they've been doing. Yeah. The ones that look like movies and stuff. Yeah. Hopefully, they don't do Apollo 13, but uh, you get the picture. They, well, always they, only, a... they only started that with the ISS, I think. But, um... hmm. I don't know. Anyways, it's, uh, it's very cool that we're going back to the moon. I think it's very cool. I think that, uh, you know... Government budgets could be going to different things, but then again, it never goes to the things I want it to go to. It would just get redistributed to the military again. So whatever, at least we get cool pictures on the moon. This is like space stuff is like the one thing where I'm like, you know what? Spend it if you got it. <laughs> it's like the one exciting thing. It is. Everything it really else is. sucks. <laughs> this is like the one thing that's kind of fun to look forward to. I want to see 120 FPS 8K footage. From the surface of the moon. NASA has to tread tread very lightly in the next couple of years, though. Otherwise, they're going to get labeled as woke, and Ron DeSantis will not let them launch out of the Kennedy Space Center. Uh, Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, tread lightly. Be very careful. Pretty pretty sure it's federal federal land there. Mm, Well, he'll he'll take that over, just like Reedy Creek. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh Uh-huh. So NASA, think, NASA is, uh, in some ways, the Disney World of space. <laughs> sure. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for the tech news this week. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, uh, we do our best to kind of explain the, the very strange collapse of uh, Silicon Valley Bank, which uh, was uh, preceded by a self-imposed bank run yeah. by the worst people online. And, of course, we mention at length the... <laughs> Unfortunate tweets sent out by Jordan one. Peterson yeah. letting us all know what the communists are up to these days. <laughs> what happens next will shock you. Literally will shock you. Yeah. And then if you if you somehow have missed it, of course, our uh, amazing coverage of Randy Randy McNally, the lieutenant governor of Tennessee, who has yet to uh, do enough to instill him in the gay pride. Randy. Program. Randy. Grand Come Marshal on. Randy Randy could happen if you are brave enough to stand up to your state government. Come on, Randy. Do the right thing. Those videos are up there now. We'll see you soon for some more news. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Leave We got over 10,000 likes on Let's the last video. Let's get over 20,000 20,000 likes. Come and, on. Na- and NASA will send us to the moon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> see you next time. Bye.